least weekly. Today we're talking about wisdom. And before we talk about wisdom, I want to share something with you. When my first son came, my wife got pregnant with my first son. It's almost 30 years ago. I am that old. It's crazy. <laughs> it's almost 30 years ago. So my wife got pregnant, and I gained 40 pounds. 40 pounds. Four zero. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. They, they, they talk about this thing. It's called a sympathy weight. Yeah, 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 sympathy weight. I don't know how much sympathy I had at the time, but for sure I joined my wife with all of her little binges, and I went off. I went crazy. I gained. But here's the thing. I didn't know that I had gained. For Anybody ever gained 40 pounds and not know you gained 40 pounds? I was like, where did this come from? I had no idea. It snuck up on me like a thief in the night. I had no idea that 40 pounds had attached itself to my body. Has that ever happened to you? 40 pounds out of nowhere. You know what happened? What happened is that someone, a demonic figure, took a picture of me when I wasn't ready and showed me this devil person, showed me the picture. And I said, where did that come from? I mean, I had more chins than Chinatown. It was terrible. You'll get that when you go home. And I was like, yeah, it was terrible. I was like getting very heavy is my point. Some of you will laugh in like five minutes because you'll get that. What I discovered that day is that gaining weight is not like walking through a door. That gaining weight is like walking on a path. That it's not like today I walked through this door and I lost or gained 40 pounds. But more like as you go, as you move, as you go on throughout your life, you gain and you lose weight. Well, did you know that wisdom is the same way? Wisdom is not something that happens in a moment. Wisdom, we think, is like walking through a door. That's why when we want wisdom on any given subject, what do we do? We hire an expert. We read a book. We go to a seminar. We, we do these things because we think that wisdom is more like doors than it is like paths, but wisdom is more like a path. Today, as we focus on wisdom, God knew that we all needed to get on or continue on or reflect on the path that we've been on. Is it a path of wisdom? Is it a path that's leading to wisdom? Is it a path that's growing us in wisdom? You need this path. You need wisdom. Your marriage needs it. Your marriage, you, you know when you need wisdom? You need wisdom in a marriage when to speak and when not to speak. Your marriage needs it. In fact, your marriage depends on wisdom. Your health needs it. Oh my gosh. We all want to grow old, but no one wants to grow old badly. Like, none of us want to grow old in a way that, like, towards the end of our lives are painful. And, and, and not like, you know, 
unseen painful things, like you know, you get hit by a truck and now your hip doesn't work and that's painful, or, or arthritis, there's nothing really you could have done about that. But like, I'm talking about like, the way we treat our bodies as we grow older, and we can't walk up a flight of stairs, or, but because of the issues and the things that we've done. When your, your health, your health depends on learning what we're gonna talk about today, about wisdom. Your finances, oh beloved, your finances need you to know wisdom. Because wisdom will affect how, not only how you spend your money, how you make your money, what you do with your money, it is you need wisdom. What I'm saying is that if you want to grow old well, you're gonna need this beautiful partner called wisdom. We're gonna look at that today. I hope that you lean in because I'm telling you, your happiness depends on it. Your health depends on it. Your marriage depends on it. So much depends on walking in wisdom. So we're going to go, we could have gone to a million different places in the Bible about this. We're going to chapter 3 of the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is a book written by the wisest man that ever lived. He thought that wisdom was such an important thing that he himself wrote down a series of wise sayings in order to share the wisdom that he had received from God with others. Big deal. Big deal. Wisest man who ever lived thought it's a good idea to study wisdom, so he actually wrote it down. If he thinks it's a good idea to study wisdom, what do you think we should do? Well, we go to Proverbs chapter 3, and we find here 12 verses, 12 verses that we're going to look at and then um, dive into. Would you, uh, it's a, a tradition in our church to stand at the reading of God's word. When we read God's word, if you're physically able, some of us are not physically able to stand, and, and don't you worry, don't you feel bad about that, but if you're physically able to stand, would you stand at the reading of God's word? And one of, one of the reasons that we do this is because we remind ourselves that God's word is, has authority in our lives. And if you're here and you don't believe that yet, that's cool, just, we're, we're just letting you know where we stand as a community. Okay. And then secondly, let me just say this before I read, welcome. If you're here and you went to sleep in the park bench or you went to sleep in the penthouse next door, you are welcome here. If you just stopped using heroin a week ago or stopped drinking yesterday or still struggling with those very things, you are welcome here. If you made a million dollars last year, you are welcome here. We are a community that is looking towards Christ and loving one another, seeking to love one another well in the name of that Christ. So let's check out what God would say about wisdom. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body 
and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the, Lord's discipline, the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. This ends the reading of God's word. Please have a seat. So do you see how wisdom is a path? I didn't invent that. You see that in chapter uh, 3, verse 6. It says this, In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your what? Path straight. That means what we're looking for is a process, a way to go. We're not looking for doors. We're looking for paths. So what are some of the paths that we take? What are some of the mile markers on this road to wisdom? Because here's the thing, and, and this is important to know. Wisdom is for everyone. If you're old, wisdom is for you. Wisdom is good to be able to reflect on the past, reflect on what you didn't do uh, well, or what sins or, or errors you made, and to learn from them. And so since you have some life ahead of you, it'll be good to apply that wisdom in your life. If you're young, wisdom is really important to you because just recently I realized that I have less life in front of me, likely, like, I'm likely to have less life in front of me than I have behind me. And so I want the next half of my life to be the best half of my life. So I want to apply wisdom in my life, in my marriage, with my children, with uh, uh, my leadership in this church, how I'm dealing with my own body and making decisions. and So, so we want to practice wisdom, and it's for all of us. But if it's a path, and there are mile markers on this path, we can see at least five, probably six. I might mention the sixth one if we have time. Um, so what I want you to do is if you go inside your um, bulletin, there's what we call a sermon map. This thing is money. You know why it's money? Because maybe you didn't bring your Bible, and you're going to forget like 80% of what I tell you. You're going to forget it. You know why? Because I'm not that dynamic, and that's fine. But even if I was, you'd still forget most of what I said. And so this will be helpful to review, because let me tell you something. Unless you reflect, unless you review, unless you have steps that you'll take for yourself, you will forget the very teaching that could save you Days, weeks, months, even years from now. Okay? Not because I'm teaching it, because it's God's word. So go ahead and get a, um, if you have a, uh, if you need a pencil or a, um, or a sermon map or a bulletin, would you raise your hand if you need a pencil or a sermon map? Okay, so there's, we got one over here. Who else? Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up so that they could see you. All right? Okay? So the, the hosts, oh, we don't have any more pencils? We, we ran out of pencils. Okay, did I tell you about the importance of tithing and giving so that we could buy more pencils uh, for you? Something had to get cut in the budget, and it, the pencils. I thought we cut the budget when we cut the pencils in half. Did you see the little nub ones? Well, we got real serious. All right, okay. Okay, so we have a, a person with some extras, and so, yeah, there we go. Share with each other then. Okay, great. All right, so now, how do we grow 
in wisdom. How do we grow in wisdom? Well, we grow in wisdom. We grow in wisdom. Write this down in the first blank space. We grow in wisdom by getting to know, and here he goes, getting to know God. That's how we grow in wisdom. We grow in wisdom by getting to know God. See verse 3, it says this, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. You see? The very first thing that we're to find out if we're going to walk down the path of wisdom is that we have to know who God is, his love, and his faithfulness towards us. We're to learn about the one who's pursuing and loving us. Why is this important? Listen to me. This is super important because if you don't know God, you will invent whatever wisdom happens to be convenient in your time, in your day in your stage of life. But God knows far better than you. He knows way better than you. How do I know to um, take this, uh, uh, go to this college or go to this college? Well, that's not an issue, and this is important to know about wisdom. When we talk about wisdom, we're not talking about morality. You know what I mean by morality? Like, Cheat on my wife, don't cheat on my wife. Cheat on my taxes, don't cheat on my taxes. Uh, you know, beat someone up, don't beat someone up. Those are issues of morality, right? Smoke crack, don't smoke crack. Do whatever, you know, right? These are issues of morality. It is immoral to go into this direction, and the Bible is very clear about those. It's clear, don't go down this path. This is sin. But there are like a million things in life that have nothing to do with sin, or a million things in life that don't have anything to do with morality or immorality. It's just the question then becomes, is this wise? Is this wise? And so the first way you're going to have to be able to answer, the, the only way, one of the first ways and one of the most important ways that you can answer that question, is this wise, is by knowing wisdom himself, knowing the God of wisdom. You know, now think about this. The Bible says that the wisdom um, that the uh, that the wisdom of man is foolishness. In other words, that there's a way that our culture talks, and there's a way that our culture thinks that's unwise. Let me give you one that's unwise. Can I give you one that's unwise? Okay. Our culture thinks it's wise that when you find someone that you love to live with them first before you get married. And here's the wisdom being thought out. Let me, let me see if I can walk you through this. And by the way, before you close your ears, I'm telling you, I'm going to give you statistics. This is like really, really important for you to know. Okay. So we think it's wise. And here's the reason. Hey, how do you know you're going to love this person for a long period of time? Don't you want to get, there's no way to get to know them until you live with them. Hey, what do you, if you want to leave, maybe that's an opportunity without all the legal hang-ups and the tie-ups. Okay, except all the statistics show that you are twice as likely 
that you are, that you bump it up, some, not twice as likely, that you are, you bump up the divorce rate something like 25%. So uh, basically, if you get married, it's a crapshoot. You know what I mean by crapshoot? 50-50 chance. 50-50 chance. You'll get a divorce, you'll, you'll stay married for the rest of your lives. That's what it's like, right? Yeah, you bump that up to two-thirds chance of getting divorced when you when you live with someone. Why? You go, that doesn't make any sense. It does. You know why? Because you start a relationship on a basis of lack of commitment. In other words, when you start, evidently, when you start the relationships going, I can pull this eject button anytime I want, that emotion never goes. When you start a relationship on the foundation of commitment, that goes on and on. It's one of the reasons why um, marriages, and I'm not endorsing this, but prearranged marriages, there's hardly any divorce um, in prearranged marriages. It's because people don't start those relationships with love. They start the relationship based on commitment and community. You see? But our culture will tell you, no, 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 no. Live with one another. Now, if you're living with one another right now, I'm so grateful. Oh my gosh, am I grateful that you're here? I'm, I, don't, I don't want you to hear or feel any condemnation in anything that I'm saying. I'm just saying that you're not wise. That you're, you're going down a path that's called not wise. And it doesn't end well for that. That's, that's all I'm saying. I just want to alert you to a path you're going on. So, we have to know who God is. We got to know. And here's what you need to know. You need to know that you, here's what you need to know about God. That God is greater than you think, and he's greater than you can think. Here's another thing that you need to know about God. That God will stop at nothing to pursue you and love you. That no matter how bad you've been, your badness is no comparison to his mercy. Your sin is no match for his grace. You need to know that God loves you so much that he would literally go from his throne in heaven, come down from heaven to earth, and, listen to me, take on the punishment that you and I deserve. The punishment that you and I deserve because we've strayed away from God. And he'd take that on himself and bestow upon you his righteousness and take on your shame and guilt. This is what you got to know about God. you got to know this about God, that he's loving and pursuing. In fact, you're here right now because he's pursuing you right now. You're here right now because he wants to grow you in his affection. This God is not a distant rule setter. He is a loving father, a loving, true, good, right father. Not like the one that you, he's not a bigger version of your earthly father. He's a perfect version of your earthly father. This father, if your earthly father always made the right decision, always had the right motives, always acted in love, always was correct, always was wise, if that was your father on earth, he would look a lot more like the father in heaven than he does right now. This father, you must get to know. And you can only know him through his son, Jesus, who's also God, and the power of the Holy Spirit who awakens us to know him. We got, that's what, if we're going to get on the first path of wisdom, we've got to know God. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the very beginning of wisdom. 
And what that, and you go, well, what do you mean, fear the Lord? You know, terror, no, no, it means, well, it can mean, like, right? Like, God is awesome, right? Right? Like, God is awesome. God is not like a tooth fairy. God is more like a lion, right? God is not like a, God is not like a fat little cherub. He's more like a tornado. Like, he's awesome, God is. Got to know who God is. That's the first thing if we're going to go down this path of wisdom. Second thing that we need to do is not only we're going to grow in wisdom by getting to know God, but we're also going to grow in wisdom by getting to know ourselves. So just put myself. I put yourself, but I was speaking of y'all. And just put getting to know myself. This is super important. Now, here's the thing. Now, you'll see this in verse 7. Do you see it? Do not be wise in your own eyes. Like, you actually have to know yourself. You have to know the gift that God has given you in your limitations. Oh, how painful it is to be in relationship with people who don't recognize their own limits and don't recognize their own faults. Have you ever been in a relationship? Have you ever been married to someone like that? Holy smokes. It is rough to not, you got to know yourself. Listen to me. Here's what you're going to do if you get to know yourself you're going to find out that you're worse than you think. You are. I'm going to say that again because I want you to get that. If you start to get to know yourself, the first thing you're going to find out is that you're worse than you think. You're worse than you think. So, but this is the importance of knowing God first. The reason I said to, you got to know God first is because when you start to get to know yourself, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be put in the depths of despair. You have no idea how selfish you are. How selfish. I know, I know, I know. I know you don't think. I know that nobody here, everybody was like, oh my gosh, I wish Susie was here. I wish Susie was here. So I, in fact, I'm going to get her this audio so that she could hear because that girl is selfish. I'm not speaking about Susie. I'm not speaking about the people in your life. I'm talking about you. You have no idea. You have no idea how inconsiderate you are. I know you think you're considerate. You have no idea. You have no idea how foolish you are when it comes to silly things like what you want. You have no idea how hard it is for you to admit or see your own faults and weaknesses. You have no idea how limited you are. Beloved, if you get to know yourself before you get to know God, you won't grow in wisdom. You'll be crushed. But when we know God and we know his mercy and we know his favor and we know that he loves and pursues us, we can then with boldness say, so when my wife comes up to me and she says, Edwin, I want to talk, and this has only happened too many times. When my wife comes up to me and says, Edwin, the kids are growing up without you. You're, you're not investing in their lives. You're a distant father at best. I don't have to defend myself and go, you know all I sacrifice for these kids. No, 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 no. I can know the love of God and go, my identity is not in me being a good father. My identity is being saved by the king of the universe, by the work of Christ. Amen. And because of that, then I can look at myself and go, oh my gosh, I'm really not that good of a father. I need to be a better father. 
If someone comes up to me and says, you're not a good son. Oh, your poor mother. How you, how, you're not a good, I don't have to defend myself. You're not a good husband. You know, you know why you get in fights with your marriage? It's because you don't know yourself. You don't know yourself. But you know who does? Your spouse. <laughs> and when they point it out, you don't want to see it. And by the way, God is usually the right answer to any question I ask. Jesus, just say Jesus. Anytime I ask a question, you should be fine. But no, 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 your spouse sees you as you really are. They have to hold back. And some spouses don't, which, again, is an act of wisdom, which we'll talk about later. But listen to me. The reason that you get so offended by your spouse is because they see you as you actually are. If you knew yourself like your spouse knew you, you wouldn't even want to stay in the house. Why? But if we know God, and we know ourselves, and we know our limits, and we know our brokenness, listen, don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't be the smartest person in the room. Don't be the one who knows everything and nobody knows anything. Remember when I was 17 and people were like, hey, man, maybe you shouldn't get into a relationship so early. Uh, and you know, I was like, Psh, I don't know. <laughs> they were only like 30 or 40 years older than me and had experienced love a million different times. They only had experiences to share with me. But listen, listen, listen. I had the passion of a 17-year-old. What could compare with that? You see, it's silly, isn't it? It's a goof. But the fact is that some of us here are 49 and we still act like silly 17-year-olds. You're the smartest person in the room. You know, oh, no, 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 your, your drinking is really a problem. My drinking's not a problem. No, 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 no. This, this, you know, swiping left and swiping right, that's really a problem. That's not a problem for me. No, you don't understand. The way you handle food consumption, it's really a problem. I'm not overweight. You know, I'm in better shape than, I know, I know, I know, I know. You're the smartest person in the room. Hey, 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 there's a path to wisdom and there's a path to foolishness. In fact, in the first two chapters of Proverbs, this is very interesting, there are two women. Did you know that? In the first two chapters of Proverbs, there's this woman called wisdom, and then there's this woman, uh, there's this woman, she's a strange woman. She's the strange woman. And, and, and if you follow her, they both get kids. They both, if you sleep with one or you sleep with the other, good news, they both have babies. Wisdom has babies called peace and joy and rest. And, and, but the strange woman, she got babies too. And, and ooh, oof, regret and pain and wish I woulda. Oh. We're going to grow in wisdom. How are we going to grow in wisdom? Say the first one with me. By getting to know God. Secondly, we're going to grow in wisdom by getting to know ourselves. Yeah. Thirdly, we're going to grow in wisdom by getting to know God's word. God's word. Do you see that in verse 1? It says, don't forget my teaching. Keep my commands. This is God's word. We have to know God's word. If, listen to me. Remember how I said it's a path and not a door? So, so that means that we have to, how can we get wisdom in us? we got to get to know God's word. That means we have to have a habit, a habit in our lives of pouring over God's word, of looking at God's word. I don't 
want to go, and I don't want to go one day without reading God's word. I don't want to go one day without reading God's word. If I go one day without reading God's word, something feels terribly wrong to me. I want you to get into, you know how you get into God's word? Just getting into it. Here's a, here's a suggestion. Here's a suggestion. There's this great app to help you get into God's word. Write it down. It's called Read Scripture. It's an app. You can get it on the apps, uh, the, the, the Apple Store app. You can get it on the Android. It's Android. It's, it's called Read. That's, the, that's kind of what the logo looks like. It's Read Scripture. What it does is that it literally gives you videos teaching you what you're about to read, explaining what you're about to read in the Bible, and then it gives you a section of the scriptures to read. It's like amazing. It's incredible. There's never been a time where it's easier to just step into getting to read God's word. Get an app like Read Scripture. Got to go, get to know God's word. Our, our wisdom flows from, get, if you want to get to know who God is, if you want to get to know who, uh, yourself, it's going to have to come from reading God's word. I can't tell you how many times, almost every time I read the Bible, God is showing me things about me that I feel devastated about. I mean, devastated about. And he shows me the things about me that I aspire to. Beloved, beloved, read God's word. Fourth, all right, so let's do these three together, right? We grow in wisdom by getting to know God. Secondly, we grow in wisdom by getting to know ourselves. Yeah, we grow in wisdom by Getting to know God's word. Third, uh, fourthly, I'll do these last two very quickly. Um, getting to know your friends. Getting to know your friends. That's not a shock, right? You see it in verse one? He goes, my son. So the school of thought that this came from was basically a teacher, and he had students, and he would call these students sons. And they were gathering together, and together, Together, they would learn the scriptures and grow. That was the point. That's why we need to, this is why it's, it's not enough to get in front of a screen. It's not enough to get in front of a screen and just listen to the genius talk about the scriptures. We got to get together. We got to eat together. We got to confess together. We got to celebrate together. We got to, we got to be together. We got to be together. We have to know our friends. Now, I don't have to tell you this, right? Um, bad, uh, right, bad company corrupts good morals, right? Your mama told you that. I don't have to tell you that, right? You don't need the Bible to tell you that. That's just true. I'm telling you, sometimes I have to evaluate my, the friends around me. When I'm around too many negative Nellies, you know what I become? A negative Nelly. You know what happens when I'm around people who are like full of faith and taking mountains and, and doing it? You know what I feel like? I feel like I can take mountains and, 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 and go, I'm telling you. It, it just, if, if you surround yourself, listen, if you surround yourself with gossips, it's going to poison your soul. So we've got we to gotta evaluate who's around us. Who's around you? Honestly, let me stop for, talking for a second. Just think about that. Do you have people who are pushing you to, to do better and grow in Christ? Do you have people in your life 
who are, and not just like the one or two, I'm talking about predominantly, the people who really, really pour into your life, the people who you look forward to seeing, the people who you're around, are they, are they the people? Beloved, it's so key. Jesus, our beloved Christ, died to save us, and then he gave us, one of the many gifts he gave us was a church. You know why he gave us a church? Because we need each other. We need each other. I really need you. My marriage would not have lasted this long if it wasn't for you. My, nothing, that, nothing good that I have in my life would have, would have happened if it wasn't for the people of God pouring into me, sometimes correcting me, sometimes rebuking me, sometimes training me, sometimes chastening me, sometimes saying, if you continue to go in this path, you're going to do great harm to yourself and others. You need to know the friends. It's the group setting. <clears throat> we grow in wisdom by getting to know God's, God. We grow in wisdom by getting to know ourselves. We grow in wisdom by getting to know God's word. We grow in wisdom by getting to know our friends. And then finally, we grow in wisdom by getting to know pain. I know you weren't expecting that, but it's right there in verse 12. Um, 11 and 12. My son... Do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke. Do you see how everything has to go back to knowing the Lord? You gotta know the Lord. Because listen, listen. When I go through suffering in my life, when I go through pain in my life, I have a tendency to think that I'm, do, that I'm going through this because God is punishing me. He's getting me back for this thing that I did some time ago. Beloved, no. No, if you know Christ, Christ has received the punishment for the thing you did way back when. That's the salvation that he offers us. But listen, if in fact God does discipline those, he disciplines. That means he brings pain into their lives. So there's one or two things that happen. When, you, when pain and suffering go into your life, you will either become more bitter or you will become better, but you will not stay the same. And so, if it's true that God is going to use discipline, pain, suffering, difficulty, heartache, if he's going to use that, then what you want to do is you want to listen. One of the things that I'm starting to do now more and more is I'm starting to ask, God, how are you coming to me? Like in my time of silence, as I'm meditating on scripture, I'm asking God this question. How are you coming to me? Because God is coming to me through some real painful stuff. Not what are you saying to me? That's a different question altogether. How are you coming to me? God might be coming to me through pain, whether from my friends, my children, my spouse, from my body, from the circumstances, from the injustice that I see. God is coming to me. But he'll do it. He'll speak loudly through our pain. Now, what will happen? Okay, listen to me. What will happen if you actually get on the path? If you forget that, pain, uh, that wisdom is not a door, but rather a path. If you forget that wisdom is not a door, it's not a door, forget that. 
but it's actually a path. What will happen in your life? Here's what will happen. Number one, there'll be a lot of commotion in your life. Because you'll, people will literally call you stupid for doing some of the things that you can get away with. Are you kidding me? If you can put your nephew's social security number down on the tax form, why wouldn't you? It's an extra thousand. Like, why wouldn't you do that? And you're like, no, 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 that's not wise. That's not wise. So if you could do that, you go, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. So you're going to experience a series, a significant tension in your life. Brace yourself. And then as you grow in wisdom, what you're going to discover is that God himself will start growing you wise. And here's what's going to happen. One day, the Holy Spirit will take a snapshot of your life. And you'll look and you'll go, where did I get that 40 pounds of wisdom? You'll be like, oh, God did it little by little by little as I pursued Christ. Would you stand with me as we pray? The musicians are going to close us. So walk down the path of wisdom as God leads and guides and protects. I'm going to be in that room. You see that room with the new room with the glass? I'm going to be in that room. If anybody wants to talk more about this, uh, I'll be happy to talk with you. If you're new to the service, I'd be happy to connect with you. Um, And also through those doors is some fantastic food fantastic food um, that we have for you today. Um, Diana had to walk out to make sure that everything was uh, hot and ready. Uh, Ron, do you know what we're having today? I don't know what we're having today. It's going to be delicious. I'm sorry? Something yummy. It's going to be something yummy. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. We all need more wisdom, don't we? We need Christ to lead us in wisdom. Wisdom to what to do with our pain. Wisdom what to do with our friends. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters, particularly those who are experiencing a kind of pain that they can't, that they can't even put their arms around. Lord, I pray that by your spirit, you would comfort them, encourage them, that you would help them as they pursue you that they would find in Jesus all the wisdom that they need, and not only wisdom, but presence and comfort during the painful moments of life. So Lord, I pray that you would help us all grow in wisdom, that we would start the path today. For those of us who have been on that path for a while, I pray that we would deepen in that path. And those of us... who have strayed from that path that we would get on today. Lord, I thank you for the wonderful, kind love that you give us in Christ. And I pray that we would pursue you out of an overflow of that. For we do pray in Jesus' name. And also, Lord, we ask that you bless the food that we're about to eat as well. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.